Hello, my name is Chris Chai, and you are listening to Launch Bike, coming to you not so live from our homes on the 6th of July, Saturday. So, with me is my regular co-host, Brian Lee. Hello. And we here at Launch Bike talk about news that we find interesting and discuss the local tech startup scene. So, Brian, how have you been? Oh, this week, uh, busy week for me, man. Uh, let's see, for the past week, some of our Japanese partners are here, so... Less time for me to do a bit of coding. Um, been discussing some partnership for Intrex, uh, so relatively fun. Uh, learn more about Japanese culture. You no, know, when they when they came, they bring a lot of line stuff for us. So we are like yes, I saw. In, yeah, in our office is sort of like a very small micro line retail store. You have to start like the Hello Kitty craze, but for Kony and for Brown in Singapore. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I especially love brown, Kony. Uh, I know these two are my favorite. Um, I think if I, have, I think they will be coming back again. Um, uh, maybe I'll ask them to buy more, and maybe I'll start to do some reselling. Uh, we don't get any line retail stuff here yet. I think, I think. Yeah, we don't. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, it's it's huge in Japan. Remember when we went there? It was uh like. An entire section of the department store was dedicated to just line merchandise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It was damn awesome. So, how yeah. have you been? Uh, I've been good. I've been good. I actually picked up another project over the week, um, mm-hmm. which I can't talk about just yet, but you okay. might hear about it soon. Um, <clears throat> there are a lot of things happening with Vitsi as well, which we'll uh-huh. talk about a bit later. And also, I guess, you know, just the usual work and been trying to pick up a bit more reels but yeah another thing that we're going to be talking about today I think mm-hmm. yes. but before that uh, I think for the past week right uh, July 1st was the day that Google Reader went dead so yes. what's your alternative I mean this I mean this mm. alternative topic right uh, it has been there for a long time the moment uh, in March mm. uh, there are a lot of tech blogs sharing but yeah, since they I announced mean, they were gonna kill Google Reader. Yeah, there are so but there are so many choices. What's the one that you're using? Or have you tried several of them? Yeah, so uh, Google Reader, if our listeners don't know, is an RSS reader. So basically, it collates all your um, all the blog posts that you wanna follow from your favorite bloggers and puts it into a nice little list that you can just read through when there's new content. Um, I've been trying out Dig Reader for the last week but I find that personally I do not read that many blogs and when I do I will go straight to the blog itself to read on the days that they post because I kind of know when they usually do their posts anyway yeah so the good thing about having an RSS reader is that it really summarizes all the stories that you might find interesting and you can just browse through them and pick them but Mm -hmm. yeah I haven't had that use case for quite a while so oh. how about you? What do you use right now? Um, initially, I wanted to go for uh, Flipboard. But I start to see that Flipboard has quite a bit of ads in it. So I went for Fitly. I got to know Fitly. Uh, it's also sort of like a magazine style. They have uh, iOS app. I think they have Android too. Uh, they have desktop version as well. I got to know Fitly from... Do you know about this uh, startup called Buffer? Uh, I think they are quite, in terms, they are, their founders are like, quite famous. They've been writing, uh, writing a lot of blogs and all. I've been following mm. some of them. 
um, using Fitly right now okay but I'm also using less of RSS reader right now it doesn't seems to be uh, part of my workflow uh, using more of uh, so I read news straight from Twitter feed or even just Facebook I mean yeah, I get I yeah faster updates from <laughs> Facebook and Twitter this way however I like to share something that is interesting um, you know when there's an open source Google Reader clone out there called Go Read. Uh-huh. Yeah, someone created and uh, this guy Matt, Matt Jason, I think Gibson M A T T G I B S O N. Yeah, so you can go to if you are a Google Reader fan and you don't want to pay for any service. Oh, there's this is oh by the way, uh, Dick is free, right? I never tried Dick uh, Reader Yes, well. Dick Reader is free And what I like about it is It's a pretty clean interface mm-hmm. So it's Nice minimalistic Just there for you to read Think of it like um, Like Pocket for RSS feeds Okay yeah. Philly is free as well Philly is free as well So I wonder mm-hmm. how they are going to make money in the future If they start charging some users may go But well, uh, Philly has been around for a long time, right? Oh, Philly has been around for a long time Yeah, yeah. Uh, But how are they going to make money? That's the question for startups, right? True. <laughs> if you are providing a free service, um, you cannot sustain it for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so if you don't want your information to, you know, you don't like to be stuck with some certain platform, there is always open source. And GoRead, uh, it's called G-O-R-E-A-D. It's an open source Google clone. Uh, my Matt Gibson, I mean, quite cool. Everything is open source. You will be stuck to one... Uh, startup or you will not be stuck to one platform uh, the shortcuts are relatively close to what uh, Google Reader is mm-hmm. I will recommend we will, I will place this link in the uh, show notes and recommend some of the readers to readers <laughs> recommend some of the listeners to <laughs> to try it out I, I think it's pretty cool uh, especially it's open source uh, and if you are a developer you may like to contribute to this project as well Awesome. Do you th- um, do you know what platform it's based on, or what framework it's based on? Rails, oh, no, maybe. Angular JS is used. Angular. A single okay. page is loaded, and everything will be there. Interaction by JSON. Uh, uh, what is JSON? I'm not very good. You would like to explain what is JSON or JSON? J S O N. Oh, JSON's a way of just transmitting data. Um, so it's just a format, kind of like XML and all the other ways for you to um, get data across to other people, basically. Um, we we'll, can go in depth into that, but it's rather technical. So yeah, it's just okay. a way to it's just a language for them to communicate with, basically. Since you're on this, I want to touch on Angular JS. Mm. That means there has been a recent clay, uh, you can call it craze or you can call it anything. So I also been reading a lot uh, when I read on Hacker News, right? JavaScript. Uh, no, like the trend is coming back. Most of the people are using JavaScript. There's even recently, um, Node.js, a new framework that is out there. Mm. So, I think this is a good time for me to highlight the question I've always been asking. Recently, I've been asking some of my friends as well. Uh, so, last week, we talked about the Haze monitoring app. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, my my iOS app will not be out there on time for the, reser- uh, for the users to use. Because by the time it clears App Store, the Haze will already be. And so, we also talked about this, that uh, web app, you can get it up immediately anyone can get it uh, for example you can code today tomorrow it will be out so I'm sort of like inspired I'm looking to learn uh, to learn 
a web development language or skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been reading around, uh, sort of getting confused by it. Um, so there is, <laughs> so there is like Ruby on Rails. There is like Node.js, and there are many many other JS. Yes. I would like, maybe today we can, uh, do a small series, for the few episode talking about if we are looking to start into web development. Mm-hmm. What or which language is a good for starter? Okay. Um. Well, specifically for web development, there is a lot of options out there. Um. Traditionally, there's PHP, there's, uh, ASP. These were the old server languages that people used to learn, but nowadays the easiest and the fastest way to build things is to use a framework. A framework is basically a pre-built system that handles most of. <coughs> what you need to do for a website for you. And then you just focus on building, you know, what the features you want, how you want the data to be displayed. So um, it really depends on how you want to start learning because I think to answer the question, you can either say like, hey, you know, which language is most in demand right now? Which web development language is most in demand? Or um, which language will best introduce you into like the concepts of programming if you really have no background in programming at all and or at the end of the day like i think your goal is what's the easiest way to build something that i can show build something that i can use oh yeah man right? that's the most important so yeah. i've been oh sorry uh so i've been looking around so there are like uh languages there are like ruby javascript and uh, python and there are many others so i and i wrote down if you could advise me, right? I've been asking some of my friends also. I narrowed down to Ruby on Rails and uh, Node.js. So if okay. you could share with our fellow listeners. Okay, so in terms of languages, uh, Ruby on Rails is based on Ruby, which is a programming language that was developed in Japan. It is very uh, different in terms of syntax for most other languages, at least I find it myself, but it has been said to be one of the easiest languages to pick up. Um, Node.js, on the other hand, is a framework that is based on JavaScript. So JavaScript is one of the most common uh, scripting languages that we use. We use it for um, making animations on websites. It's been around for many, many years. So there's a lot of resources for JavaScript and it hasn't really changed much for the last few years. They are mm-hmm. trying to improve it now, but really it is like one of the... Um, it's not the best language out there because a lot of people kind of hate it for uh, the mess that it is, but mm-hmm. it is one of the most commonly used languages. So um, when we talk of frameworks, frameworks, like I described just now, are built on these languages and they handle a lot of things for you. Ruby and Ruby on Rails and um, Node.js are two of the more um, popular ones right now. Ruby on Rails has been around for quite a few years. It is well supported. It is uh, something that is very supported on AWS as well as uh, AWS is Amazon Web Services, which is a way you can host your website. And also there's a lot of resources out there, right? But I feel personally there are pros and cons to each of these frameworks. And um, maybe we can just go into it briefly later on. But for Ruby, it is um, built so that you can quickly add on features that you want like login or um, certain authentication modules from what I can remember 
or you can build your own custom modules to display custom stuff that you want. Yeah. Also, but okay. So coming back, we, we I I think um, I'm also a bit confused. Uh, so why did you choose? I understand that uh, the haze monitoring app, right, the web app that you did, uh, Pisai was built on Node.js. So why Node.js over Ruby on Rails or any other languages that you are comfortable with oh, at that okay. point of time? That's a can of worms. Um, oh. I'm not saying that Node.js is better than Rails. Okay. I, in fact, I am tr- as you know, I'm trying out Rails yeah. right now as well as Node.js, trying to see yes. what are the strengths and what are the weaknesses. Yes. At the end of the day, they are very much the same. They are both frameworks. They both let you build web apps very quickly because of um, plugins. Mm-hmm. So both Rails and Node have this concept of plugins. For Rails, it is called Gems. For okay. Node, it's called NPM, which is Node Package Modules, where you can literally just download what someone else has done before and um, install it into your web app. And after mm-hmm. you install it, the features just kind of work there. So you can you don't have to write your own login system. You don't have to write your own... like. Um, monitoring system and stuff like that there is a lot of really pre-made stuff that makes it very easy to build apps that you want so you can focus on what makes your app special so uh, so this gem which is gem for um, like plugins right Uh, gem is for the the term is for Ruby and NPM is for uh, those package right Uh, is for JavaScript they are sort of like the WordPress plugins right so you go to WordPress.com or, yeah. So if you're you running your own uh, WordPress platform, right, you can actually add those Facebook plugin or Google Analytics plugin. Yes. Just download from there, you will run. Yeah, it's so, exactly like that. Slightly okay. more complicated to install, but the concept is basically that, yes. I see. So at the point of time, you choose Node.js uh, mm-hmm. for beside, right? Yeah. Uh, besides these plugins, are there other reasons that... Okay, uh, specifically if you want to introduce yourself to web development, right? Mm-hmm. You have to understand that there are several um, levels that you need to learn, several different components mm-hmm. that are required to make a web app work. So okay. in general, you have the front end, you have the back end, correct? The front end is what the user sees. The back end is what handles all the data and all the server side things. Mm-hmm. So for back end, Ruby on Rails and um, Node.js, uh, what we choose to handle our backend. Okay. And for frontend, you need to know HTML, CSS, mm-hmm. and JavaScript. So oh. that's just oh. to build like an uh, interface that people can interact with, you know, you can show data, stuff like that. And even on top of that, there are still other things that you need to learn, like jQuery libraries, things like that. It sounds very daunting. And to me, the reason why I picked Node.js as the first thing to learn, right, was because I'm already familiar with JavaScript. I see. And the reason why I would recommend it to um, people starting out as well who have no knowledge of any of these mm-hmm. is that one less thing to learn is always better. So the cool thing about Node.js is JavaScript is used as the language as well. So if you learn the syntax of JavaScript, it's very easy for you to translate it to Node.js where you can um, read the code and you can understand what is happening just by learning the syntax of one language. Whereas for Ruby on Rails, it is a very different way of um, handling um, syntax. So not 
some people might find it easy to pick up, but I don't think that it'll be a bad idea to basically stick to just one language. Yeah. Um, so now I know why that time uh, Kong taught me to... So when he first taught me... Uh, so Kong is a good friend. I think in several shows I mentioned he, he was the person who, who taught me iOS. Now I know why he uh, asked me to go straight to iOS first and later yes. then I start web development. Because in iOS programming... I mean, in a storyboard, right? The the, the mm, it's just like a layout where you can plug in all the views and do accordingly. Um, there are so much tutorials out there for iOS. First thing, second thing, uh, I don't need to care about mm, whatever front end, back end stuff. I mean, I use back end. I use Pass. Uh, it's a uh, server platform that's paid hosted platform. Okay, uh, so I just need to concentrate on iOS programming in this case. Yes. Um, in the sense of web development, if I go back to tutorials, I did some research. It appears appears to be that there are more tutorials to help. On if I, if I choose Ruby on Rails, there are more tutorials that can help me. There are Rails cars, uh, there are Rails tutorial .org. I think it's .org. Um, but when it comes to Node.js, yes, your dog is that your dog? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's okay. Uh, when it comes to Node.js, uh, do you think that it is, for a starter like us, if we go for Node.js, will there be enough support for us? I mean, there may not be enough tutorials out there to, you know, for me to co- copy and paste or to learn from. But there are tons and tons of tutorials out there on Ruby on Rails. Okay, honestly, Ruby on Rails has been around so long that the language has changed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Even if you do find a lot of tutorials, right, you need to know which are the ones that are up to date and which are the ones that do not apply anymore. That was one of the things that I encountered when I was trying to learn. Okay. Um, Node.js, on the other hand, is relatively new. Um, the language itself is based on JavaScript, which is established. So it's quite stable. Like what you see in a tutorial will be, will work, which is not something I can say for real tutorials. Mm-hmm. But. Um, there is tutorials for things that you want. You're right, there is much less. Railscast is an amazing resource to learn uh, mm-hmm. everything about uh, Rails. But yeah, you just need to know which one is still relevant and which one isn't. Yeah. Oh, uh, recently, one of my friends... Okay, uh, Rails 4 is out, right? Rails 4. Yes, uh, it just came out. Just been, the stable version is out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it seems like when I first started to to do research on web development, oh, there are so many stuff. Now that I know that uh, Ruby is actually after your explanation. So Ruby is a language, Rails yeah. is a framework, JavaScript is a language, Node.js is a framework yes. that we use. So as a starting, uh, we can either choose one of these, leveraging on the tutorials, uh, and we can start building our web application. And yeah. from your point of view, um, Correct me if I'm wrong. You're saying that although Rails, there are many tutorials out there, a, a small portion of it may be outdated. So when we are learning, we need to take note that which are the things that are outdated. Yes. Because you have now to take note it's of Rails which, 4. Yeah. 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 And when even I was, the changes in Ruby have happened over the time that the Rails tutorials have um, been created. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... After researching, right, so I install, so I, I also tried to install uh, 
uh, Node.js on uh, I mean install a Node.js framework on on my Mac, and uh, of course with some um, some uh, Yuchun also my fellow colleague he helped me to install Rails and he realized <gasps> how come my Ruby is one point nine point two, <laughs> he's already at two point two point zero point zero patch one fifty, yeah. so my yeah so the language is there uh, for a long time the mm-hmm. support is there community is there. But uh, some of the things, like you mentioned, and I, I, and I think it's a good point. The tutorials may be a bit outdated. So as beginners like us, we have to take note of that. Yeah. And sometimes it's very difficult to understand that uh, the change in language is very subtle. And mm-hmm. if you copy-paste your code like from the tutorial into your program, right, and it doesn't mm-hmm. run, mm-hmm. You, you probably can't tell why because it's a very minor change in the way that you write the code. Yeah. There's, uh, there's something that... Okay, so as a freelancer, right? Mm-hmm. Which skill? Okay, this is something not uh, actually you know, sort of like in the show uh, notes that we plan, but I'm going to yeah. ask you, as a freelancer, which skill, right, is more in demand? Or rather, if I learn this... So for example, if um, I'm... No, I'm thinking of quitting my job and I want to become a web developer. I wish to pick up a skill. Now I'm comparing between Ruby on Rails and uh, JavaScript or rather Node.js. Which one should I pick and uh, it will make me more valuable? Right from now, your point of view, yeah. Rails is the most wanted um, skill set that mm-hmm. most companies run off right now. Okay. So if you want to join a startup, learn Rails. <laughs> oh. Kind of, yeah. But if you want to do something yourself, I uh-huh. would recommend Node, personally. Note. There's a okay. lot of exciting features that come with Node, and it's a mm-hmm. lot easier to start off with. Um, not as well supported on servers and things like that, but AWS just uh, launched support for it, I think, two months ago. Okay. So it's getting there. It's very, very new. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not something that a lot of people will trust just yet. I just think of something very interesting. Uh, maybe in the next show, we, sh- we should do it. Um, like, we should go out and ask, oh, Ruby on Rails, how much... Uh, so, for a beginner Ruby on Rails, how much are you willing to hire? Maybe next week, we can come back with some numbers. Oh, if you learn Ruby on Rails, you'll be earning around 4,005 as a junior developer. If you are learning JavaScript, you'll be earning, example, 3,008. Uh, we can throw some figures out. Whoa. Just ask, ask <laughs> some of our friends and see... Because people want to know, seriously, uh, if I am looking to change my industry, looking to move into web, de- okay, de- mm, web development or whatever, mm. I wouldn't want to know whether my skill will bring me a higher value. Like JavaScript has always been there. Always, always been there. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, Honestly, uh, there's a yeah. very easy way to get into this without that much pain. Oh, really? Um, learn front-end programming and design which this this includes like jQuery this includes JavaScript and HTML and CSS because mm-hmm. that is one of the things that is in highest demand right now because one it's it's also a very difficult way to get in in a sense because you need to be both a designer and a developer you yeah. need to be able to understand code at the same time have an eye for um, good design so in terms of technical knowledge, it is a little bit less, I would say, but very high demand as well right now. Oh, yeah. And this is what they call decoding. this is what they call the unicorn, right? Have an eye for design and is able to code. 
it's very hard to find. It's very hard, but mm, I don't know. I guess maybe some of the <laughs> maybe after some some of my friends who listen to this podcast right after they may start picking up. You no, know, they will go straight to Twitter Bootstrap, learn some jQuery and JavaScript. <laughs> oh my god, Twitter Bootstrap is a little bit overused right now, but yeah, I guess it's nice. Twitter Bootstrap three is coming out. I heard. Uh, yes, mobile and it first. looks good. It looks very good. I tried out. I downloaded the library from um, GitHub. They host it. Oh, they if host you it. You see the work in progress. Um, apparently, it's very close to being released, so it's coming out soon. But it really takes like the whole mobile first idea um, as the core right now. But do know if you guys want to experiment with uh, Twitter Bootstrap three for your own. Uh, the startup and stuff, right? It does not support IE seven. I don't think it's supposed IE, eight, but I can't remember. It's, I know, it's okay. I know Nobody they... use IE now. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I, I only have two. <laughs> I only use Chrome or Safari. But yeah. before that, some some listeners may be confused. What is Twitter Bootstrap? Twitter Bootstrap is not Twitter. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, Twitter Bootstrap was uh, made by the engineers at Twitter and open source to everyone. Twitter Bootstrap is also a framework but for the front end. Mm-hmm. So it's, again, pre-built. It handles a lot of the things for you. If you want to put a button on the screen, you just uh, literally like create, a, if you're familiar with HTML, you create a div and you set the class to button and a button will appear. You don't have to style it. You don't have to um, manually like create all the little things that make a button work for you. So... Yeah, it's a framework for HTML and CSS. I would put it that way. Yeah. In the past, in 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 the past, uh, when I was doing the research on what kind of language I should learn, I found a I I think it's by Code Academy. Uh, it's a uh, infographics about like, tweet, uh, Twitter. Initially was built on Rails. I'm not sure are they still on Rails. I read some documents. They are moving away. Uh, like Facebook was on PHP, right? Facebook yes. was on PHP. Yeah. Um, so, do you think Node.js, I, I, I know uh, I've been reading some articles that they will recommend Node.js for quick and fast uh, apps, those, those smaller. Do you think Node.js can be used for this kind of big application? No, like Facebook, uh, Twitter, or whatever. Absolutely. Um, I think eBay is one of the companies that has been adopting uh, Node.js right now for one of their apps. So if, you know, a company like eBay yeah. can yeah. put its uh, faith in something like Node.js, right, it's, it's probably going somewhere. Um, like you mentioned, Ruby on Rails is used in many of the big um, startups that we know right now. Shopify, mm-hmm. Groupon, Twitter, I think, mm-hmm. were all started on Rails. Um, I believe Groupon is still on Rails. I'm not sure about Shopify. But, yeah, you can see how fast it can scale and how amazing it is for building uh, web apps. So, yeah. Awesome. Let's mm-hmm. see what's my question. Initially, okay, so to share with you, uh, because Yuchun is always sitting beside me, so I was <laughs> uh, yes. side of, kind of, kind of, uh, sway towards Ruby on Rails uh-huh. even start to look at uh, even started to look at Rails cast and all yep. but after going through this podcast I'm kind of swayed back to 
Node.js? Yes, okay. Because, because, okay, frankly speaking, because there is one ebook that I downloaded. It's, mm-hmm. um, what is it called? Um, it's a beginner guide to Node.js. Mm. And within it, there, there are tutorials which helps me to set up um, a very simple app, though once you, a very simple app. Um, I don't even do a lot of, uh, how, how should I put it? Uh? The, the ebook, right, was written in a manner that I could understand easily. Com- step by compared, step Yeah, step by step. Yes. Compared to even learn Ruby. Because if to, to do Rails, right, I need to go through learn Ruby the hard way or I can go to RailsTutorial.org. Yeah. Well, the process yeah. seems, so, seems so long. Yeah. I just use the Node.js, uh, a guide to be, a beginner's guide to Node.js, right? It's kind of helped me build out an application quite fast. Yeah. Mm, I'm still like swinging from here, <laughs> from left to right, but I need I, I really need to uh, firm up on uh, one of the language because I, 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 as a beginner, I don't want to learn too many stuff, like what you said. Uh, yes. Uh, one thing to less to learn is always better, right? So we can yeah. focus on one. Okay, personally, I would recommend um, Node.js for someone like you who has a rough idea of how programming, syntax, what is it about because you've done iOS before mm-hmm. and also because um, if you do Ruby on Rails, you're going to have to learn Ruby as a language and the syntax and all the quirks that come with it. Yeah, and honestly, yeah. JavaScript, JavaScript is a scripting language. So it is a very, very basic uh, programming language. It is, in fact, one of the first languages I learned that introduced me to programming when I was very young. Let's just put it that way. Okay. So it's it's a lot more understandable when you read the code and mm-hmm. when people explain the code to you in JavaScript. Okay, Ruby people will probably like hate me and say like, oh, you know, Ruby is like um, made for cool. programmers. <laughs> what is it? Made for programmer happiness and something. But yeah, it's... It's something new. It's something new to a lot of people. It's something mm-hmm. that is difficult to understand unless you are familiar with it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. We love to get some comments to hear. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I use both. I'm just putting yeah. out there. I like both for um, what they have. And I think they're very much the same. But mm-hmm. JavaScript, fun. Fun. <laughs> Okay, but okay. Um, let me do... I think we're running a bit long, but yeah. I'm going to say that if you really want to learn programming, if you really want to learn, introduce yourself to uh, the programming logic and how things work, I would say go for iOS first. Mm-hmm. I think this is something that we'll talk about next week. Yes. And I'll explain why and how to go about uh, teaching yourself programming with iOS. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've gone through the experience so you can let everyone know like how it goes, but... If you really want to do web development, these are your choices. I would say like the barrier is quite high still. So yeah, be aware. Uh, do your research. Check it out. If you can go for classes, classes are amazing ways to learn and to introduce yourself. So yeah, okay. don't worry. We will follow up this on the next segment. Uh, I mean, on the next Not session sure. when we do this, you will see whether what am I choosing. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So Chris can. I think you can share startup of the week that we have. Oh, right. Okay, so startup of the week. Yay. So this week, um, I'm going to talk about Vitsi. Um, mm-hmm. Vitsi is an online social platform for people to find, share, and talk about Southeast Asian short films. 
um, it was founded by Tian and Derek, and they are the most passionate local filmmakers that they really spent a significant part of their lives, right, learning to make uh, short films. And last year, they decided to build a platform to reach out to like-minded people and to share short films with um, the general audience, like people who do not know where to find all these short films. Uh, they've been very, very actively promoting themselves and in fact have partnered with several short film festivals in the region to showcase and promote uh, filmmakers in Singapore as well as um, her neighbours. So check them out at vitsy.com and watch good films. So you can so, find them at vitsy.com. Yeah. So yeah. So vitsy is V-I-D-D-S-E-E dot com. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they have a, just before we put of course, they have a vitsy X that I saw it on Facebook recently. Yeah, Vitsi Expanang. Um, so what happened was last week, last weekend, uh, was it last week? Last weekend. Last yeah. week, basically, Tian went up to Georgetown to mm-hmm. um, talk about Vitsi as well as uh, they had this event called like An Hour with Vitsi. Uh-huh. Um, so they showcased like short films from Vitsi.com. They streamed it directly to the film festival from okay. using Vitsi.com and um, showed like the best few short films that they could pick out yeah awesome so, so for those pretty cool I think for those who are very um, interested in Southeast Asia short films right they can go Vitsi and find and even to see where's the next venue for Vitsi X will be uh, maybe I'll later are they focusing on the Malaysia market right now um, they are focusing on Southeast Asia as a whole okay so there's no there's, because short films is a very international thing you, know? mm-hmm. you can learn from any uh, country sh- filmmakers you can learn skills you can see how they tell the story you can see very interesting um, stories that they tell based on the different cultures that they have so that's why they wanted to open it up to Southeast Asia instead of just you know locally in Singapore and Malaysia stuff like that yeah nice okay I think uh-huh. we can call it a day we have reached the time okay cool um, so I guess Brian where can our listeners find out more about you oh uh, you can find me at on twitter at l-e-e-t-u-c-k-s-i-n-g that's for Lee Tak Sing and you can find me on twitter as well at a- uh, a-n-t-t-y-c so you can, you can also button it up yeah yeah you can also check us out on launchbyte.com that's l-a-u-n-c-h-b-y-t-e dot com we've got a blog there where we post all our videos and audio I think this week will just be audio only because our rooms are kind of messy and uh, yeah, I, yeah before, before I button this up I'd just like to say launchbyte.com is going through some uh, changes so you might see the theme change or the font change sometimes uh, yeah, yeah so pardon us <laughs> Yeah, we're still getting this going, so... Yeah. It's all good. It's all fine. Okay. We'll end this, and we'll see you next week. Awesome. Bye-bye. And...